Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove and welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I am a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. So I'm here to talk to dancers about what they do outside the studio. Whether it's cookie decorating, tie-dye, a passion for plants, or starting their own businesses, dancers fulfill their creative passions in so many different ways. Dancers Doing Stuff is about living your most creative life. So if you love dancers and creativity, you are in the right place. Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I know it's been a minute since we've had a live show, but summer is here, vaccines are here, go get yours if you don't have it yet. Um, But I am so excited for today's episode. It's like the perfect episode to come back to because I have Nick as a guest and like I'm a super huge fangirl of him. I think he's literally the most talented and so smart and everything. So let me just get right into his bio. So Nick Silvero trained at Elite Academy of Dance in Shrewsbury, Mass, which actually I know someone who teaches there who is going to be a guest in the future. So, so cool. Um, He graduated from the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School with a Bachelor of Science in Economics and a concentration in commercial dance management and I think from what I've heard is that which I, I have to ask him about I have a, I've heard through the grapevine that he kind of like created this whole program for himself in college so so cool if that's true we'll find out um he recently co-founded Artswork which we had Rami on the show way before and it finally is open to the public so I'm so excited to hear about all the updates and just hear about his side of you know doing that whole project and getting it out there. It's its literally the best platform. I sing its praises to everyone. Um, and so also, some of his credits, let's get into dance stuff. He has done so much. I mean, he is such a technical, beautiful dancer and so creative, such a great choreographer. Um, you might've seen him on Girls 5 Eva, Saturday Night Live, America's Got Talent, So You Think You Can Dance. He has done Billy Elliot playing older Billy and who's dance captain, La Cage of Follies. I probably butchered that, but I'm excited to hear about that show. Um, Elf the Musical, and you might have seen his viral video with his own choreography, First Burn. I almost said First Born. That would not be right. Um, First Burn, which actually is like one of the first things that I saw of him, and I just completely fell in love it's like so gorgeous definitely check it out after this interview um and he has also choreographed music videos so like he does it all um and when he's not on stage or cooking up some choreography in the studio he does guest choreography at workshops choreographs competitions judges competitions like all over he actually judged my roommates students at a competition what a small world crazy um and he also teaches at solid core which I need to go to and also past guest Robin Williams is also at Solid Core so you guys definitely check it out and that is in New York City and on the Equinox Plus app so you can get that even if you are not in New York City with us but before I bring him in let's show off his amazing stunning technique like literally it's like it's honestly it makes me like unwell how beautiful his dancing is like just Okay, I'm just going to show you because I could talk about it forever.
Because this is a podcast, you can't see the video, but trust me, it is great. After the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dancers Doing Stuff on Instagram so that you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. Well, not me exactly, but the Dancers Doing Stuff Patreon. With the Patreon, you get a ton of really fun perks, and you get to help support this show. Some of the perks include fun behind-the-scenes content, getting to know the guests beforehand, and being able to submit questions to them. There are Zoom dance parties and stretch sessions. I give you all the craft supplies you need for the month, and you can craft with us live on YouTube. And we also have a private Discord. There are a ton of things, and those are just things that are happening right now. I really want to make stickers, so maybe I can send out some mail. I don't know. I've got a lot of ideas. One of the ideas is the Dancer's Dream Grant Program. When we get 100 patrons, I'm going to start donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help being funded. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, or actually paying your dancers, or getting them at least some good snacks. There are so many ways that dancers can be supported, and I would really love to create a community where we can all support and lift each other up and just all be creative. So the more patrons we have, the more money I can give back. Definitely check out the Patreon and let's get this community growing. Like what? That technique? It was like watching water, but also like sharp and like, oh, just my favorite style of moving. Oh, I'm obsessed. Okay. So before I just blab on for this whole time, let's bring him on in with a nice round of applause. Thank you. Hello, welcome. Hi, thank you. That was so kind. I I didn't expect that at all. Thank you so much. No, I could sing your praises for a hundred years. Um, so we are going to be making face masks. Before we get into anything, yes. you are a big fan of skincare. I yes. hear from you. Um, so and. If if we happen to like do something disastrous, thankfully you are going to actually get a facial soon. So like if we mess anything up, like it will be rectified. I've actually never gotten a facial before and it's on my list of things to do before my next birthday. Highly recommend. It's like you get a massage, you go to physical therapy, you get a facial. You know what I mean? Your skin's your biggest organ. So you gotta take care of it. Yes, I love that. Okay, so we're gonna be using avocados, mm-hmm. yogurt, lemon, mm-hmm. and honey. It says like you're supposed to use, oh, and also lavender essential oil if you have that. And if you wanna get mm-hmm. crazy, you can like add some rolled oats. I don't have any, so I'm skipping that step. Neither do I. Um, perfect, so we'll just pretend <laughs> it doesn't exist. Um, I, I, don't know i apparently yogurt is like great for your skin for me it feels like we're putting lunch on our face but that's supposedly good so we need one avocado i'm gonna attempt to like Mm -hmm. not cut my whole body off yes or like mostly um, my very type a i have prepped (gasps) an avocado feel like a youtuber i've prepped an avocado in a little bowl i'm so (laughs) impressed because it's so type a (laughs) I, this, okay, I'm gonna just like squeeze it out. So like we'll a, see. A delicious avocado. Honey is like purifying. I, I found yes. a, um, 
Um, I'm an I'm obsessed with Ulta. I mm-hmm. I'm an Ulta like diamond member. I'm like a, literally Ooh. buy everything from Ulta. Um, it's a problem. I need to be stopped. <laughs> but um, I, they have like Ulta has their own brand and they have these face masks and one of them is a honey purifying mask and it is one of my favorite masks I've ever used. It, it, it like it actually works and it's Ooh. really good and it's three dollars. <gasps> Ooh, you know? sponsor us like, Ulta. Cheap. Gonna wait to put it on my face until like after we speak. (laughs) But I'll post a picture of it. But this, I think, is like, I think this was a successful craft. Okay, let's talk dance. Give me your whole life story. I so you're from Massachusetts, which is crazy because I'm from Massachusetts. I wasn't in like the competition scene, so we didn't really cross over. But I, Mm -hmm. from what I hear, you were in the competition scene. So how was that growing up? Were you like super like competitive? That whole like it's 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 an intense lifestyle, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I started competing pretty young. I was like seven, um, and I. Cause it was just like the natural, like take your dance to the next level. Also just in a performance opportunity. You know, I, I, as a child was like, everybody who can watch me perform, watch me perform. So I couldn't wait for like an annual recital. Like I needed more opportunities to be on a stage. Um, so I competed since I was like seven and I really liked comp- competition. I am, um, I was pretty into it. I'm a competitive person, like in, by nature, I always really have been. So I very much enjoyed getting feedback, um, you know, growing, using it as a tool to like better myself as a performer. Um, And then once you get into like your high school years, competition really starts to become like, oh, this is crossover to what could be my future as a performer and as a dancer. So um, I didn't really view it that way at the time, but it was like, um, I would not be the dancer I am today without without comp because it like f- just forces you to be good at different styles, forces you to train in things that you're uncomfortable with. Like me in a tap dance or a hip hop piece at comp, just like out of my comfort zone. Um, <laughs> so so I really, but I really liked being you know being a competitive dancer. It it um it teaches you discipline. Like there's no tomorrow, and um, teaches you a lot of skills that like are very transferable to real life. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was that was leading into my next question. I was gonna ask, did you specialize in one style when you were growing up, like maybe in competition or in and in life, or did you do mm-hmm. all the styles? Every like any dance class, I'm there all day, every day. Please, I don't want to stop dancing. So like m- middle of the road of that. Like I okay. definitely specialized in like contemporary as competition dancers do and I'm more than happy to talk about why like I think that's so confusing because then you get into the yes. real world and nobody ever asks you to do contemporary like yes like period like period ever um but we've like created an entire you know billion dollar industry around it um but I also like you know I I had an amazing dance teacher and amazing teachers at my studio who were like you can't like you have to take jazz I was in ballet three days a week I was in acrobatics which like my acrobatics training was much more influential to my career than I ever could have imagined because now all people ask me to do is tumble um which is fine but like thank goodness I took acro you know in high school and I can I can I I took tap I took tons of modern um so like it was I guess I'm just thankful for my teachers who um were like you have to be a well-rounded dancer um in order to not only just like pursue a career but also even if you don't pursue a career 
you know, other styles will influence each other. So, um, yeah, I think it was middle of the road. I definitely had some specialties, but I tried to be well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's so, it sounds like your school really set you up for success in that way. And, and especially coming from Massachusetts and like the Boston dance scene is very different so and cool. basically like it's it's very small it's very different than mm-hmm. what's available in in New York and LA and all of those things like the job opportunities are not really there so sometimes the teachers right. are not really in that mindset I've found with my own personal training it was more like for me it was like be in a ballet company or like maybe mm-hmm. a modern company but like what is right. this commercial dance and like it's interesting that you said that about the commercial dance, I mean the contemporary dance, because it is, it's kind of like when you get into this industry, it's like, here's the commercial track, which you like mentally associate with like hip hop and street jazz and that. And then it's like, here's the theater track, which is like, you know, for girls, like Laducas and the heels. And that has a little bit of crossover. And then there's like the whole, you know concert dance track but it's like where Mm -hmm. contemporary fits into all of those things but it's not like I don't know it's very interesting but it is such it's a such a powerhouse style but it's it's interesting about that and like the where does it fit in but then how much time like we spend working on that growing up and then having to be like right okay but like where do I where do I go what do I do with this yeah, I was I was just talking to um to Stacy Tukey about this l- literally last week and how she was like, well, it's it's just so you think like so you think yes. you dance is the reason that that contemporary is like transformed our entire competitive you know landscape, um, which is not a bad thing. Like we brought dance into the homes of millions of people, um, but it it didn't translate to jobs. And um, I think now more than ever, maybe it is starting to translate. Um, I think that like theater and Broadway um, continues to expand a, a little, like little by little, in yes. styles that we see on stage. Um, you see choreography like Jag a Little Pill that is like you know across the board in styles that requires people who are really well rounded and um, requires contemporary dance, like true contemporary dancers. Um, if anything, contemporary does, you know, give you the ability to um, be a good storyteller, to uh, integrate technique in stylized ways. Um, so I think there's benefits to it, but it's just not like, like we don't, you know, go to musical theater class four days a week and the musical theater category in competition is this big. And right. then you go to pursue a career and it's 50% theater. So there's a huge, huge dichotomy there um, that's like, both are happening at the same time for no reason so but i i i I don't know i mean do what you gotta do you know do what styles make you happy but know that if you want to pursue a dance career it's like i get to i get asked to tumble i get asked to do jazz i get asked to do hip-hop that's it (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) and that's interesting you brought up so you think so i know that you auditioned for so you think you did two years right and you went through that whole process how was that it's so cool. It's um, it's a great learning experience. Um, it was my first like really on camera experience, my first and last reality experience. Um, you you learn a lot about you know what it takes to make a television show and what your personal brand needs to be in order to make that happen. Um, I learned the most 
this, I had a producer tell me the camera is your boyfriend. The camera is your boyfriend. And I've always just taken that with me. The camera is your boyfriend. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I mean, the best part of it was like, I made a ton of friends who I'm still friends with, gosh, six years later. Um, so like, that's the best part. It absolutely yeah. is just like you meet a truly incredible dancers from all over the country who you probably never would have gotten to meet. So, so you think did some beautiful things um, and obviously created beautiful art. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I had a pretty good experience both times. You know, there's always ups and downs with it, um, yeah. but it's a it's a cool opportunity. Yeah. What has been your favorite? I know this is like such a hard. It's like picking children, but like, what has been your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we both have children and we know. I that. hate children. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> how do you judge them in a competition? <laughs> Oh, I like children from afar. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say, what has been your favorite dance opportunity that you have done? And it doesn't have to be paid because, of course, sometimes there are opportunities that we do that are not paid that should be paid. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I don't say paid job because you can <laughs> have a very professional experience without getting paid. So, um, uh -huh. yeah, I'll, I'll leave it to you. Yeah, exactly. Not always, but sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, I, you know, I've, I've been so fortunate to have some really, to be a part of some really beautiful projects. Um, uh, like three come to the top of my mind and like all three are, um, you know, as dancers, we don't often get to do, uh, participate in art that like, w like changes the world or like we would choose to participate in. We just like got a paycheck and it just we did that job um how many silly silly jobs have i done which is fine you know what i mean it's not silly for someone else but it's silly for me and um i've had a, a few opportunities to do shows or um like tv projects that mean a lot to me um i think if i had to pick one um i'll reference um when you when you said it in my intro um the show la cajo full oh is that's how you're supposed french. to say it it's french <laughs> um, and it's like the, ca the cage of birds um, and it's based on the movie The Birdcage with Robin Williams. Um, and uh, Lacage is about um, a, a little nightclub in the south of France that is a drag nightclub. And it is a show not about drag, not about, you know, the absurdities and the glamour. It's really about family and how family just looks different for everybody. Um, so when I was 19 i i got my first professional regional theater job it was la caja full at the good speed opera house which is one of my favorite theaters in the country and i got my equity card so like that meant a lot to me but our um our opening night was the same night that um the supreme court um ruled in favor of gay marriage and it was like oh, this we were just like sitting in the dressing room like getting into drag like getting paid to get into drag to do a show about a just happened to be a gay family you know and um and then they ruled it for it and it was like we got a standing ovation for 15 minutes it was like we were just standing there crying um so it's it's like shows like that that like change um people's perceptions of not only art but of each other um that like it doesn't it honestly doesn't happen very often and like how many times are we all gonna do mama mia but you know <laughs> to do something like something like a casual full like i've done it three times now because i've never not loved it it's always just like yeah. oh i get to do this show i get to tell this story about family you know yeah oh i need to see it it sounds that's oh i have chills just hearing that story that <laughs> sounds so amazing 
Uh, okay, so I know that you you went to school with Rami and you went, but yes. they didn't have, from what she told me in the in her interview, which everyone go check that out, they don't have a dance program there. Is that true? No. So could you tell that me a little true. bit about what you did there? I know they have a really strong, um, like, company program kind of mm -hmm. situation, right? Like, I'd love to hear more about that from your perspective of dancing in college and and how that worked for you and and also you know I, I know this is like a hot button topic but like do mm. you think going to to college and and not jumping right into the industry and making sure that you got a degree that also was not just a bfa in dance but a ba mm -hmm. uh from a, a really well known school i'd love to hear your your opinions on on that hot topic <laughs> yeah i mean i um i've talked about this a lot um because I feel like I had a unique college experience. Um, I couldn't afford really a BFA program. I auditioned for tons of dance programs. Um, and I also applied to business schools because I thought it was the most like generally applicable. So I ended up going to Penn for a bunch of reasons. Number one was financial aid, like period. Um, they just like had a great financial aid program and I was really broke. Um, number two um, was the fact that it, you know, it was a really good business school like and it's a great school in general so I, I felt so lucky to be admitted um and I was a I am still I'm a huge nerd like I love school I'm such a dork um no, in a great too. way like I not in a bad it. way I love being a nerd it's great um but number three was that I was like I need to continue dancing like I've done this for 18 years I'm not going to just stop like which people totally do and like, it serves your purpose throughout your you know middle school and high school and then you it doesn't serve purpose anymore so you can stop for me it needed to continue to go on so um penn has a pretty robust extracurricular art scene um so there's you know a, a few dozen dance companies across all different genres um there's theater there's a million different things tons of acapella um so I found a dance company it's called arts house and that's how I met Ramita um and uh arts house like kind of shocked me because I was like oh a college dance company like great and then they're they were amazing like insanely talented like people who trained their entire lives and just didn't want to dance in college in a you know in a program mm -hmm. um so I just got super fortunate to like find a place where I really fit in um and where dance could still fulfill its purpose in my life but not like go to school for it and get graded for it um so I I got better and like I better like I I became more right. of who I am as a performer and also as a choreographer because of Arts House mm. um and then I, I guess more high level like what you what's the what's the best choice you know like you're 18 yeah. you're expected to make a decision that allegedly dictates your entire life um and right. I've, I've said this before and I'll say it like a million more times to anyone who will listen to me especially the people who are like 16 17 it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like it, <laughs> yes. it doesn't matter. It's, um, if you want to be a dancer, you can go to college for dance. Amazing chef's kiss. You can go to college for something else. Amazing. You cannot go to college. Amazing. We all end up in the same audition room. We all end up in the same callback. Everybody is like, we all book the show. Like it doesn't yeah. make a difference. Uh, if you really want it and you train for it and you set yourself up for success, you're going to get there regardless. So um, it, it just truly, like, it's whatever makes the most sense, whatever's logical, whatever's fiscally responsible, um, financially responsible. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think it's, it, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. It's like, I always, I, I felt, yeah, I'm on know? the same page. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. My side, side comment about my life. My mom actually went to Boston Conservatory, but she didn't start till Great. she was 30. So she wow. was dancing, yeah, which is also like another thing. Of, I know a lot of the times people are really, you know, I'm, I'm losing out on my good dancing years, and that's changing so much nowadays too, which mm-hmm. is so great. But something she always said was, I was dancing with people who were just as good dancers with me, but they had mm-hmm. degrees in biology. My degree was in dance. That's all I know. So, I, yeah, she didn't let me even apply to any BFA program. So it's, it's interesting, and, like, it truly is, like, what is your path, what is meant for you will happen for you. And, like, don't stress. Yeah. If, you're, if you're out there <laughs> stressing, you know, it's, it's going to work out. Whatever is meant to happen will happen for you in this industry, and as long as you work hard. <laughs> but Yeah, and, like, the choice you make when you're 18 just doesn't dictate the rest of your life. Yes. Like, you change programs, you change schools, you drop out of school, you go to school, like you just, it's the decision you're making right now in the moment and it's not a forever decision in the slightest. Yeah. It seems so like weighted, you know, you're like, this is my, the rest, this is my entire life. It's not, you know, you have total control and autonomy over the next few years of your life. Yeah. Have you always been interested in choreography or did that kind of blossom when Mm. you were in college? Oh, totally blossomed in college. I didn't really choreograph at all uh, before Arts House. And because it's a student-run company, um, every semester I had the opportunity to choreograph a piece on the rest of the company. And, like, that was just awesome. Like, I got to choreograph a heels. That was my first piece of a heels piece. I've done, and obviously did contemporary. I did musical theater. Um, I did... Uh, like an acro piece one year essentially um just like so many cool opportunities to figure out who i like to be as a choreographer how i like to tell stories what stories i like to tell um and and frankly that to like you know kind of amp up like a a student dance company um that doesn't usually get to happen in like a, a collegiate dance program. Like you do have yeah. student choreography opportunities and they're here and there. Um, but I got to have nine pieces in college, like wow. every semester. So um, that's like a very unique opportunity um, that I, I, I want to do again. Like I always tell Rami, like, can we do arts house, but in the real world? Can we just yes. like get 20 people and like make dances and perform? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you've done a little bit of that with not yeah. 20 people, but I am obsessed with your choreography. The one, it was to, it's the Hamilton song, right? That's the first yes. one. That's the one where they first have like the, the, the orangey tan, oh, with like D yeah. and oh, just <sighs> absolutely. I mean, you had such a gorgeous cast and then also i loved your so diamonds was it diamonds our girl's best friend was that yeah, the one that you did Diamond. yes oh i just Thanks. love it and i i just love your your creative vision that you put out there it's so like clean and crisp and like totally. funky <laughs> and i just i don't know everyone should definitely check out those videos i'll i'll add the links to them but it's just so it's so refreshing and it was so like mm clearly your style and your like you had such a voice that was so strong and so I love watching your choreography I'm such a big fangirl and also (laughs) side note I know this is this is not really dance related but 
everyone needs to check out your TikTok because you're literally hilarious. Oh <laughs> like you you're like say this, that. <laughs> but like it's total it's not <laughs> unexpected, but like you're so professional oh. and so talented and so technical and then you're actually like hilarious. You're a full comedian. <laughs> like I Thank literally you. cannot like dur- I, was it during the quarantine when you made the video with like doing the ballet and th- what ballet dancers are thinking of like the crack oh, pop. Yeah. That was one of my that very one, first videos. Oh my God. That was hilarious. And then you're like judging competition voice is just like perfection. Like we don't, oh <laughs> we don't have to go over I all of the of TikToks, them. but they're hilarious. I, I think that's very sweet. <laughs> I have a lot of, um, sometimes people comment on my TikToks. They're like, you just judged me last weekend. And it's like, like <laughs> I really do judge like, like, like that. Like, I'm like, welcome to the state and her 572. Like, I, I, I actually, and by the end of the, like, weekend, you've judged, you know, 700 numbers. And you're literally oh just, like, God. hanging on for dear life. And you're like, don't, right now I pray. This is judge number three, next number three, best of luck. And you're just, like, descending into hell. Um, but it's, like, it's, like, I love it. Like, I love getting to watch dance. I love getting to talk about dance. I'm obsessed with giving feedback to dancers. I, like, yeah. I don't take that job for granted. It is exhausting. Like it, like anyone who imagine. judges dance, like, and I didn't. I never knew that as a dancer growing up, like competing. I just like assumed it was like fabulous to be a judge, and it yeah. kind of is. But yeah. it's also just awful. You're just like I have to pee so bad. I have to pee so bad. I have to pee so bad. Like, <laughs> and you probably see hours. so many of the same songs and repeats of just like even oh, stuff that like we danced to when we were younger are like back because we're the yep. teachers now bringing back the songs that we danced to in the mm-hmm. early 2000s it's like it's so funny to to hear all these stories my, my the studio I work at doesn't do so many competitions it's like a hip-hop mm-hmm. studio but my roommate like cool. so many competitions I love hearing his stories and he said that you were very nice your tapes were really okay. great and like okay, he was good. like he's all about technique and my kids needed that so he really appreciated great. that he wanted me to tell you that <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, I'm so glad. yeah no okay so it's time for our first game let me get our okay. little let me get my little i'm gonna let my poodle out of the room i love that i love that for you okay it's time for would you rather Okay. It's not too scandalous because it's a pre-made thing. But if you're watching live, Great. feel free to comment and let us know what you would rather. They're pretty silly. Okay, I'm going to pick them randomly. One blue and one pink. Okay. Would you rather have roller skates for feet or seep chili sauce from your pores when you sweat? You know that I'm going to say roller skates for feet. <laughs> like... That A it would sounds be kind of very... fabulous. And B, no pores. No yeah, pores. Exactly. Like, what are pores even? Like, mm-hmm. who has Never those? Never heard of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Next one. Would you rather fight off 20 duck-sized unicorns every time you go to the restroom or have to walk backwards everywhere? Duck-sized unicorns? Yeah. So they're, like, about this big. <laughs> like, I'd say, like, about, like, a um... foot wide. Um, that sounds adorable. The unicorns. You have to fight them. You're yeah, okay that's fine. That. They're tiny. Yeah. You really gotta, like, yeah. bop them, though. I mean, you do have such yeah. a solid core, so you'd probably be good Thank at that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Would you... Oh, 
Oh, wow. Okay. Would you rather have an apple tree growing in your stomach or have everything you touch catch on fire? Ah, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> That's like really, really rough. Oh, I like don't, the apple tree like makes me like, gives me like heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say the catch on fire and I'll just like walk around with a fire extinguisher or wear gloves. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, you'll just be, like, that. so lit. like Lit. First burn. Literally. You know? Lit. Right? Oh, my God. It's, like, perfect with your branding. Yeah. No. Branding. It could be your thing. Amazing. Apple okay. Tree. Yeah. Apple tree? Uh, uh, it's just Excuse not... me, like, the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I used to really think that, like, if you ate a watermelon seed when I was 100%. little, that, like, you would fully grow a full watermelon and you would die. So, someone definitely told me that, and I was very gullible. I still am. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, not a fan. Okay, let's talk passions outside of dance. I know skincare, okay. but I want to hear, like, tell me all the secrets. What do you love? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, this is obviously a good transition into, like, my exactly. business later with Rami. Um, yes. But I, I went to business school, so I have, like, a, a – a well-rounded background in you know management and marketing and um i can i can get away with finance i can i'm a very um quantitatively minded person mm-hmm. um so i really love you know um creating this product that i've i've made with ramita um that is basically just our attempt to solve people's problems as dancers and make people's lives a little bit easier um we have always been shocked at (laughs) at how insane being a performer is and um how it's like archaic so many of the things that we have to do are um the serving artist stigma is very real and very unfortunate and um the things that are expected of artists just to pursue like a baseline career is absurd period um and we've normalized so many of those things so um arts work was you know started as like a true like little project like a let's just mm-hmm. see what we can do here and it's turned into an actual business which is so exciting so um, and it's amazing a professional network for artists um and sort of like that's a pretty big you know umbrella and you can do a lot of right. things on arts work um so what we've sort of been realizing is people are using arts work in to do things that they normally do on Instagram that like shouldn't be on Instagram or on Facebook that we shouldn't be using Facebook for. Like yes. we have real jobs. Being a performer is a real legitimate profession. And so we need that a part. legitimate platform to do our just like daily live things. So um, everybody uses it differently and everybody has different pain points as artists, but you use it how you see fit and how it benefits you. Um, and it's free. It's like literally free to use because why would we charge artists to do something else? So outside yeah. of um, dance and skincare, <laughs> I, um, I work on arts work full time and um, I love it. I love working with Ramita. It's truly such a dream founder. Um, I've learned so much like you, you, being a founder, you are, you know, and you know this, you are not only, you know, the, the person who's in charge of it all, but you're um, a marketing director and an HR associate and a legal associate and a finance, yeah. like you're just wearing 40,000 hats and learning about all those things. So um, it's been really cool. I feel like I've expanded a lot as a person in the last mm. year because of arts work, um, which I'm really thankful for. Um, so yeah, arts work's been my main yeah. like outside of dance thing. And I also teach solid core, which has been like, for me, a really uh, successful side job that just like, 
allowed me to pay my bills and make money and not be a serving artist while still pursuing a career and having flexibility to do so. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, yeah, that's like sort of my life in a nutshell. Yeah, I love that. I I was interested to know, well, I have I have a million questions about arts work because I just think it's so genius. But I was wondering oh, if you, you could share like some of the skills or some of the jobs that you have now kind of taken on or like you know like some of the special skills that now you have gained from starting Mm. a I I don't even know how to explain it's like a it's a business it's a platform it's a web site like it's so many things in one and I would love to know like some of the things that maybe you didn't even expect to have to learn and to teach yourself by going through starting this amazing company yeah um uh I mean arts work like that's the thing we've been really um transparently like trying to figure out you know what is the primary purpose of this like what is the number one problem that we're trying to solve um because it does feel like we we've you know tried to create something that solves everyone's problems and that's sort of impossible although it does do a lot of those things um and i think the the thing that we've learned and you know i've learned is um you know, as a business person, like actually identifying what people need and um, how you can deliver on that. Um, you can't just make something and expect people to want it. You have to go the other way around. And so we've really honed in on the fact that like performers and artists lack security in a lot of their, um, a lot of the aspects of their life. So whether it's financial security, job security, uh, support system and emotional security, um, uh, like referral security, like how, you know, it's all about who, you know, like there's this like constant feeling of some, some aspect of my life. I feel a little bit insecure about as a performer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've learned a lot of that, that arts work actually provides a lot of security in whatever aspect you feel like you're missing out on. So if I feel like I need to expand my network and I'm having network insecurity, I can do that. You know, if I, if I need to ask questions in a safe space in a real community, I can do that. Um, if I need a place to showcase my work because I literally don't have any money to like make a website that costs $200 a year, I can do that. So um, it's about, I've learned a lot to like truly hone in on identifying what people need, like actually need um, that, that I think, you know, in business school, you don't really get to, you don't really like you do all the things in practice uh-huh. and like through a textbook, but once you're actually doing it in real life, it, it all shifts um, so I've learned how to like actually implement a business model, um, in real life, which is terrifying. It's so scary. So, <laughs> so cool. And I love something that you said on the live, um, on arts work the other day. And you said like, you weren't going into it, thinking about this as a community, but it has like, totally. that's kind of the thing that everyone keeps saying. And it does really feel like a community. It's like, it, it does. It feels exactly like a safe space where you can ask questions, mm-hmm. but also it's a professional resource. It's like, it's so many things. And I think community is such a, a great word to describe it, which I know that mm-hmm. that wasn't even really like going into it, what you guys thought like you. And I think that's probably why it's so genuinely like it's real. It's it's it is a mm-hmm. true community because it was so needed and you provided that space for people to come together. And, and it just like grew like this and it's going to continue to grow. I mean, how it's only been live to the public. When did you guys officially open it up? Uh, July 28th. So okay, so it hasn't ago. even been 
Oh my goodness. And how many, do you yeah. know how many people are live like with profiles right now? Like approximately? Um, about, uh, almost a thousand. That is amazing. So it's been really cool. People are inviting, you know, their networks to the, to the platform and that's, um, that's like the most beneficial thing is like you benefit when your people are on it. Um, because then, you know, when somebody posts a job or posts a, a resource or an opportunity or a show, like you, you get access to it. You know, it's all about access. It's all about that security, that, that security blanket of like, oh, well, I, you know, I can actually look like to this dedicated place to find things that I need. Um, so I hope that it continues to grow. We're working really hard on it to make sure it's the most valuable place for artists. Um, so so invite people and share share it. Yes. You know, you can share a profile. Um, you can share uh, your customer referral link and, and win merchandise and prizes. So um, just some incentives to get people onto the site. But it, like, it really does only benefit us, obviously, but like you as an artist to have as many people on there as possible who are within your network and then use it to expand your network. Yeah. Amazing. It's just, uh, I'm obsessed with it. I'm overwhelmed by the possibilities of like how many things you can do. And like people have some amazing profiles on there. So like I totally, totally stalk people and it's like, you need a day to really like do it, get your stuff there, but yeah. you're going to feel so yeah. proud with everything that you can share. And it's just, oh, it's just amazing. So everyone go check it out. My referral link is in the, the bio of this video. Um, yeah. and also it'll be in the podcast. So sign up with my link <laughs> or anyone else, you knows link. That's fine totally. too. <laughs> okay. So for our last game, it's a little bit less of a game, more of like a mystery, but I'm going to pick right. it's question, question, questions. Mm. So <laughs> I'm going to pick one card from each color. They're loosely coordinated. A lot of them are from a website called questions to ask your dad. Um, <laughs> very strange. We can always veto them. Feel free. Some of them are personal. Some of them are funny. So we'll see what we get. Great. Um, and you can pick a, co a color, not a question. You don't know what the question is. Mm. Blue. <laughs> Have you ever blown your nose into something other than a <clears throat> tissue? Getting personal. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. Um, <laughs> definitely, yes. Um, the best example was during my competition days, um, I competed and I was so sick. I had this like absurd <laughs> cold. And I did a turning section and like because of the inertia, like everything oh, yeah. comes forward. And I like go off stage, I had to do a tumbling pass like right then and there and my sister was in the wing I grew up dancing with my sisters and I like blew my nose with my hands and I wiped it on the stage and I did a tumbling <laughs> because it, otherwise Amazing. it would have like come out during a back tuck so oh yeah um, no I made a really I made a I made a, a in the moment executive decision, yeah nose, just like right just like this yeah I mean I you gotta do what you gotta do all. You probably Easier. got high platinum, super gold star plus, so. Triple titanium diamond extra crystal. Amazing. Okay, Thank next you. color. Uh, pink. What time do you usually go to sleep? Oh, these are such funny questions. Um, I love to be asleep before midnight. Like that's like insane for me. If I can go to sleep before midnight, it's like, wow, I'm gonna get such a good night's sleep. I probably usually go to bed around 1231. That's, I have a that's lot to right. do. That's yeah. I can't. I can't stay up past two. My body just like sh yeah. fully shuts down now. Yeah. All right. Next um, one. 
purple. Ooh, this one's a deep, hard one. Who are your top three real-life heroes? <sighs> my God. <laughs> Just a casual question. I don't know. <laughs> we went from oh, nose-blowing to heroes. <laughs> my top three real-life heroes. Okay, um, uh, number one um, is my grandfather, Rocky. I'm actually wearing his shirt right now, so I'm glad you asked. This is his, like, actual T-shirt from the 80s. Oh, um, amazing. His real name is David, but um, he wanted us to call him Rocky, like Rocky Balboa, because he's, like, really strong and cool. Um, he's I not a grandpa, that. you know, he's a Rocky. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Rocky passed a few years ago, but, um, he's just like, he, he was a, uh, engineer, a third degree black belt, a professional baseball player, like, just like loved what he did. And his entire motto in life was like, literally just do what makes you happy. And that's become my motto in life. Um, so when things don't bring me joy, I'm like, great, it's time to not do those things anymore <laughs> because they, they don't make me happy and life is just way too short. Um, yes. So so Rocky's number one, real life hero number two. Um, this is the hardest question I've ever had asked in my this entire life. I know, this is really, <laughs> it went really from like zero like, to a hundred. Because it's like, <laughs> I could pick a million, you know what I mean? There's like yeah. a million um, angels. Um, uh <laughs> I, I would say number two, let's go personal again. I would say my dance teacher, Lauren, and I've talked about that a lot before, but like, I think anybody who who's a dance teacher or owns a studio, um, like dance studios are such a vital part of like arts and education and people's childhoods and like millions of little kids go to dance class every day. And like, that is such a positive force on their life. And so um, Lauren, I mean, was such a positive force on my life and so many other people. And so like, she's just taught thousands of, of kids to not only become dancers, but also like be good people and, um, be professional and treat people well, um, and have discipline and, uh, you know, all the good things that are really transferable skills that come with being a dancer. So any dance teacher or studio owner is a hero to me because they're yeah. like, doing the work that needs to be done to raise the next generation of people and dancers. Um, third hero. Uh, um, uh, there's just, there are so many, I would say, um, okay, something relevant, somebody I don't know personally. Um, uh, I am a, I, I think um, uh, there's a drag queen, her name is Priyanka. She is a hero of mine, um, and I'll tell you why. Um, I have some of my two of my best friends in the whole wide world. One is Ramita, um, who we, we know we love yeah. dearly. Um, <laughs> the other, my other best friend, her name is Lemon. She's also a drag queen, and she recently Amazing. did a TV show with Priyanka. Uh, they did Canada's Drag Race together, and Priyanka won, which is so cool. Um, so Priyanka is also the first Indian drag queen to ever be on the show, um, and definitely the first Indian drag queen to ever win. So, um, in the same vein that like Ramita is one of my heroes, you know, she was you know the first Indian dancer ever featured on So You Think You Need Dance, and like Amazing. the representation that that brought, and like the the kids all around the world who were like, that person looks like me, and is like uh, on TV and is really freaking talented. I felt the same way about Priyanka, um, especially as a queer person, like seeing you know a queer person of color a queer south a southeast asian person on tv like winning drag race the biggest you know drag competition show in the world like um i just what a what a literal real life superhero to like have the bravery and talent and hard work to just against most odds just like completely succeed in the world arena amazing those are some good heroes those are some good heroes yeah okay the last question of these is 
Easy. How old is the most expired item in your fridge? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I don't have a full refrigerator ever. I would say the most expired item is probably some tortillas because you never know when you're going to need a quesadilla. Um, they're probably yeah. two months old. There's no way that these tortillas have been in my fridge for less than two months. They absolutely could crack in half. Um, <laughs> I don't know why they're still there. I got to throw them out. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Well, the last wow. question is what brings out your most creative self? Which I know is a little, a little dense. It's like along the lines yeah. with the heroes. <laughs> um, I thought about this a little bit because thankfully you, you told yeah. me this question before. <laughs> um, and what brings out my most creative self um, really is stories. And that, mm-hmm. like, and that's new. Like, I, I, I think if you'd asked me this a few years ago, I probably would have said just like music or like a song or even a, a visual, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm home in Rhode Island right now seeing the water, like that brings out my most creative self for sure. Um, but I think now that I've matured a little bit in my my performance, my choreography and hearing stories and experiencing like an actual perspective and a tale, like that immediately makes me want to create like without, mm. you know, a, a, a second notice. Um, seeing how I can best portray that story through choreography or, you know, through a TikTok or like even, you know, as silly as, as, as a TikTok, like that's a, that's a story. It's a 60 yes. second story. Um, it is a character. It's a perspective. I'm, um, you know, I'm taking you on a, on a full arc. Ideally. Um, <laughs> yes, so 100%. <laughs> I, I think like, I think, you know, what do we want to say? Like what, is the impact what story are we trying to tell that is what has become my most like, like fire under the booty to create content and like to create art um mm-hmm. very rarely do, am i able to just like make art for art's sake right now which is totally also an amazing way of making art um but even just like making a combo i'm like okay but who am i like what am i just what am i going through what am i trying to say um that means so much to me and it like really lights a fire under me yeah, I love that. I think that that's so clear in everything I've seen that you create. So I I love that. That's the first time anyone has, has answered that question that way. So cool. you get another gold star platinum trophy. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Well, where can people find you if they want to get in touch, if they want to follow you, plug yeah. everything away? Yeah, well, um, it's at Nick Silverio on Instagram and TikTok um, with two O's because somebody has the other one. So it's Nick Silverio, um, which I love. <laughs> um, Silverio. Um, and then yep. also, I mean, my, my it just mean the world to me if you're an artist um, or even if you're not, just to check out Artswork. Um, you can follow us at Artswork Official, but um, artswork.com is live and has been since July 28th. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback um, and see your profile. Um, like Haley said, it's, it's a permanent living, breathing thing. So it's, it is definitely a little bit daunting to have to make your profile in that first go but the cool thing is like it's yours once you make it it's there forever um you update it however much you want you add whatever you want you curate it and customize it to represent who you are and what you do best and then you can use artwork 
however is most valuable for you. And if there's a way that it can be more valuable, let us know because we're literally building it day by day to make it as formidable for artists as possible. So um, I'm I'm really excited about it and would love love to see you on there. Amazing. And if you would like to support this show, definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel here, Essentially Haley. Trying to get to a thousand subscribers by the end of the yes. year. So got a long way to go but you know we're working on it. it um and definitely check out the instagram for this show i'm actually i'm gonna announce this here doing a little rebrand with um maya who was a guest we in love. the past she has done an amazing job and i'm so excited we're gonna be renaming the show getting everything all color coordinated oh. that's gonna happen in september so there'll be more information about the switcheroo with that but for now you can follow us at dancers doing stuff on instagram and if you want to check out my personal page you can follow me at Haley grove and the last thing that i'll plug is the patreon uh for this show it is a great space we have two patrons right now so shout out to them but um the patreon i'm really excited about because i do want to be able to start the dancers dream grant program once we hit a hundred patrons i'm going to be donating one dollar per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs help getting funded so whether that's hiring a videographer or even just renting studio space or hopefully you know paying dancers for projects that they really should be paid for and having a budget so there's so many ways that we can all work together to support the dance community and so definitely check that out um thank you so much for being here this has been like one of my favorite interviews thank you so much for making the time i know you have a crazy schedule and i will see you guys next Wednesday, I think, is the next show, hopefully. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bye, everyone.